Hello, thank you for joining us for this podcast. I'm Rachel Kleppmiller, and I'm joined today by Casey Jaycox. Casey is the president of Client Strategy and Partnerships at K-Force. Casey, thanks for being here. I am so happy to be here. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, Rachel. Casey, we've been working with K-Force for several months now in a variety of areas. I know that you're not sick of us yet. yet. <laughs> um, but you do know that our people love to tell great stories. Mm-hmm. And this is a topic you're passionate about as well. So today we're going to talk about curious storytelling. Yeah, if I think of two two skill sets I want any rep at K-Force having is the ability to be curious, which means they're always going to be digging deep in discovery, which means they're always going to be understanding and uncovering pain. They're always going to be learning more about a customer, learning more when to say yes, when to say no. And the storytelling comes into the, 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 the play of, you know, why do people read books? Rachel, right. Why do we read books? To learn. Yeah. Why do we watch movies? To be entertained. So, to learn. To learn. Yeah. So <laughs> the goal is we want to do the same thing with the customer interaction. We want our sales reps or um, delivery associates working with consultants to be able to tell a story to get them excited about, wow, that was that was unique. He or she was different. I didn't know that K-Force could do that. Um, wow, they, they said it in a, in, a, in a really unique way. And then one of the, one of the coolest uh, talks I ever saw live was by Kevin Spacey at the AT&T Developer Summit in Las Vegas. I think it was like four years ago. And he stood up on stage and he said, if there's, if there's six words that I can remind you, if you leave today, I want you to remind six words. He put up, you know, five Listeners out there, I have my hand up a five, my thumb up a one, so I have six fingers. And it was, let me tell you a story. And it just really stuck and homed is that we're all storytellers. Um, and even Dave Davies, you know, from, from Force Management, I still remember the story he told about a guy named Bob Sanchez who was sold to him at Duke Energy. And the fact that he, he, he drilled home the fact that they had a repeatable process that story of how he told it, it stuck in my mind. I still tell our reps that way. So I'm I'm taking really what you guys did, kind of a long way to answer, but you know, I want people asking a lot of questions and I want people to be effectively tell a story in an authentic way that creates that positive uh, you know, environment to build really strong relationships. Right. I think what you're talking about too is the ability for salespeople to demonstrate success and stories or storytelling. It sounds a bit soft, right? We're not librarians here. We're salespeople. But at the same time, that demons, that ability to demonstrate success through through a great story. And yeah. you mentioned uh, Dave. He always says one of his great advices for salespeople is is to, to go in curious. And that's critical to telling a great story. Totally. Well, I even look about, um, I even think about uh, one of your previous podcasts I, I listened to, I think it was by Brian Walsh, who I haven't had the chance to meet yet, but he talked about four essential questions you're going to, is what what problems exist, um, how do we solve those problems, how do we solve them differently, and then where's our proof? If you can tackle those four things uniquely and well in the form of a story uh, with proper tone, you're going to have really um, uh, a- active listening and um, people really want to know more about what you're doing. And I, I think in order to say the answers to those questions, as we teach in Command of the Message, is that you really have to ask the right questions to get the information that makes that story re- relatable. Sure. Right? How do you think discovery plays into great storytelling? I think you got to have, uh, I think pre-call planning was something that we didn't do a really good job of. You know, sometimes we would do the wing it. You know, I've been here 15 years. I know what I'm doing. Mm, wrong answer, yeah. right? You always can pre-call. It, it, you take that time up front to, to do discovery with your rep or a series of reps or your manager or your leader, whatever it may be. You can have such a better discovery uh, 
session with a customer because you've took, taken the time to prep. You know, if we were, if like if we we're going to go on a meeting with Rachel, we're going to meet with Ty Webb, Chevy Chase behind you. You know, we, we'd want to say, okay, what points do you want to make? What am I going to say? What are things that are most important to you? You know, one of the things you talked about uh, force management with you is um, purpose, process, payoff. And then define that. Like if we're going to discovery, what are the, what are the, the, the three P's we want to cover? And if we do that, you're going to have a great, a great session. One of my own, my small goals that I always tell reps, even I tell myself, every meeting I go on, I want, I want the customer to hopefully pause and say, wow, that was a great question. And if I hear that, I feel like I'm doing my job. We always say that opportunities are won and lost on discovery. And you mentioned the Caddyshack reference. I'll just let everybody know who's listening. We're sitting in Casey's office and there's a tie web. How tall is that? That's 6'1". 6'1". Looks beautiful. Statue or cardboard (laughs) cutout behind me. Um, But getting back to the point at hand, we see that, as I said, opportunities are won and lost on discovery. And you can't tell a great story without that great discovery session. And you need to be curious. So it sounds easy, right? Just go in, ask great questions, get great information. But this is an area where I think a lot of reps struggle. Sure. Where do you see them struggle the most with discovery? And what are your best kind of going in curious tips? I think the biggest thing is, um, like I mentioned before, if you don't plan, you, you're going to be curious for about two questions, right? If you don't, if you don't take time to research them on LinkedIn, you know, Google them, Google the company. What, what articles have been out there recently? What questions could I ask? How could I be different? You know, think about ways, think about ways to talk about not only about their business, but think about, you know, you guys taught us the TED philosophy. Tell me, explain, describe in a way of asking good discovery questions. Use that, that, that framework of questions around competition around business challenges, around how they're measuring success, which most companies don't ever ask or think of. Um, I think if, if you do those things consistently well, driven again by frontline managers or your top performers, the rest of your company will start seeing those things um, put into action. So for me, again, you, you, you can't wing it, which I think majority of the reasons, if I, if I had to give feedback to any rep who comes in my office that, that wants to dive into you know, an opportunity qualifier, which force managers taught, force management taught us about, it usually always goes back to discovery. There's usually always four or five questions you didn't ask. Um, and one of the tips that I, I, I always tell my reps and someone told me early in my career is when you're done, this is where the vulnerability piece comes in. If anybody listened to the other podcast we, we did, Rachel, is um, like if I was role playing for you, I'd say, hey, Rachel, man, great. I really appreciate your time. We learned a lot about force management today. Um, just in, in wrapping up, I'd love for you to know. Is there? I'd love for you to tell me. Are there, is there any questions I didn't ask that I should have asked that would have driven more value back to our meeting today? And hopefully, you'll be like, "Wow, that was kind of a ballsy question." Right, and you might get some good information there. Yeah, I might learn a lot. And because I'd rather, again, to quote Kaplan, it's okay not to know, it's just not okay not to do anything about it. Right, and I think that's um, what we always, what we preach a lot. I have written a lot of content about this on our blog. Is to not be afraid to dig deep. And uh, Brian Walsh one of our delivery partners always talks about <clears throat> salespeople have a tendency not to dig deep because they want to say, oh, I'm going to solve your problem. We're going to talk about the good things. But your ability to really dig deep and get the customer to uncover their pain is in direct correlation to how successful you will be in the later stage of that sales process. Without, without pain, you can't sell. Right. Without a business problem, you can't sell. And there's three, you guys talk about three critical sales of, uh, sales of uh, sales skills, which is identify pain of the problem, articulate value and differentiation, and then negotiate on value. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, if I'm negotiating on price, we've gone wrong somewhere. 
and I've not done a good job of digging deeper. Should you rewind, rewind the conversation, go deeper in discovery? Um, and I think those the discovery questions allow you to build that story that you can use when you are negotiating on value that helps you minimize that price discussion. To, to use, those of you who are familiar with command of the message, to use those terms, it gives you that information that takes somebody from the before scenario to the after scenario and gives you a, a story to tell. Yeah, and I think you hit it on earlier, is reps are afraid to make clients feel pain because it's going to be awkward. And the best, the most consultative elite sales organizations out there are doing that. So the question I would ask, if those of you listening out there, you either can ask different questions and differentiate yourself, or you can let your competitors do it for you. And you just want to watch them go right by you. So, you know, like Rachel, you mentioned earlier, you got to hold, hold, like Braveheart, or think about, you know, that golf swing, hold the top, pivot, and then really go after that golf ball hard. But if you, if you go in too fast and you want to solve the, the immediate problem first, you're it's going to get off the tracks, but digging deep into pain, making, like you mentioned earlier, the, the, the after scenario, a lot of times customers don't even know what great looks like. And through great discovery questions, you know, that, that, that great after scenario drives right into a positive business outcome that they might not even know that through good questioning, you can help them get there, which again, the biggest reason that will happen is it differentiates, differentiate, differentiate you. It's like it's big English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and you mentioned the after scenario and those PBOs, another great component to telling a great story are those proof points. Yeah, proof points are, like I mentioned, um, uh, your proof points are a, a sticky point because, a sticky, no pun intended, are, are a, a tricky one because, you know, so I'm a new rep and, and, I, and you just hired me. I'm so happy to work with Rachel on that. Well, Rachel, I don't have any proof points. It's my first day. Eh, wrong hire. Get him out of here. Right. <laughs> you, you have to, you have to create a culture. You have to inspire your, your folks to understand that I don't care if it's Bob's deal, Dave's deal, Susie's deal, Rachel's deal. I don't care whose deal it is. There are deals. How many accounts do you think I own? I mean, and then that and the people in our Seattle office here or throughout the region of Pacific Northwest, how many accounts do you think we, we own as individuals? I would say five to 10. Good try. The answer is zero. K-Force owns them. We own zero. K-Force owns them. And so when you change the mindset of the rep and you under, and you make them understand that, let's say I'm working out of Portland, Oregon or Salt Lake City, you, you want your rep to know what, what makes Salt Lake City unique, what problems do we solve, how do we solve them differently, where, where have we done it, and where's our proof? And and to be able to, to learn those case studies, to whether they're two or three, I would challenge any frontline manager to ask your reps to memorize two or three of those solid case studies, maybe across a couple of different verticals, that would allow them to tell that story to anyone, whether they're at the library, the bar, the baseball game, their kid's soccer game, wherever they are, they got to be able to authentically tell that story like their own, even even down to your operations folks. Like we challenge our operations team. They know that you don't have a sales title, but know our story, right? And be able to articulate it well, because if you know how K-Force differentiates itself and how we've helped customers many different times over, tell the story. Right? The more that you know that in an authentic way, I think great things are going to happen. And again, this goes back to what we talked about earlier, frontline managers inspecting what you inspect and you, only, you are what you allow. So if you, if you keep that level of accountability up to make sure that your reps know those stories, those talking points around what makes um, your company unique, I think you'll find great value in being able to tell those stories effectively. Yeah, and 
you mentioned some customers don't know what great looks like, right? They don't know, they can't even envision those, those PBOs and those stories by articulating proof points of, of where you've done it before helps them see to where they can get to because yeah. they can attach the story. Yeah. I mean, that's where, that's where power of Ted tell me, explain, describe comes in. I mean, describe, describe Rachel, what it feel like if you were able to increase uh, productivity by 18%. Like customer A or B did in a similar similar vertical, how would that positively impact your business? You're going to get people thinking about, wow, I don't want that. People, right. my people, my space are doing. Why? What am I doing wrong? Right? And you ask questions in a way to get them thinking about what potentials out there. That, that goes back to the quote we said, I think in a previous podcast about the art of persuasion. Right? You have to you have to help them think about what's possible, and only if you know that you can solve that problem in an effective way um, by obviously with a the, the way you, your company provides goods or services. That's great. So Casey, give us the bottom line when it comes to this idea of curious storytelling. Uh, the bottom line for me is if, if I could hire 25-year-olds, I would. Five-year-olds, not 25-year-olds. No, I want five-year-olds because one of their favorite things to say is, why daddy? Why mommy? Huh? How? Tell. I mean, I'm joking, but five-year-olds are the epitome of digging deep in discovery without knowing it. Right, mm-hmm. and the, the the ten to fifteen year olds right now are the epitome of uh, business uh, analytics, because how many likes they get on that Instagram post. So if I could mix those together, right. joking, but no, I think that the bottom line is you you have to um, you have to practice, you have to train, you have to give people the, the environment to um, practice uh, of digging deep in discovery, of um, challenging them in front of in front of the office, make it uncomfortable a little bit. Like we've in front of like our Monday morning office being 30, 40 people here, we'll have someone stand up and say, give me, give me, you know, d- describe the best win you had last week and talk about what problems you solved, how'd you solve them, how'd you do it differently, where's your proof? And then the next week, someone else can say, tell Krista's story, tell Ryan's story. And the more that we do that, more people become comfortable saying those things. Because um, none, none of this stuff like we talked about, Rachel, happens overnight. It's got, you have to be all in from the rep to the senior leadership, to the frontline management, and then you got to inspect it and follow through often. Yeah, and I, I think that concept overall of going in curious and telling a great story are two concepts that people can really hang their hats on as yeah. they execute the sales process. Well, that that alone, that I mean, that, I am um, as I mentioned, I started to write um, some of the thought leadership blog articles I do, and um, I'm going to be having a, a article come out that I'm writing about the curious story club because. And it was inspired through my relationship with force management. So I thank you guys for the idea. Well, great. We'll, we'll, we'll be sure to look at that. And at that point, you can follow uh, Casey J. Cox on LinkedIn and his blog. It's really great content out there. Go ahead and check it out. It's at winningtherelationship.com.